Oh, welcome to Statscast on uh, Monday the 23rd of August. It's 3.38pm, not my usual podcasting time. And I don't have my buddy Rooney with me. Well, that is because we are in training for the Camino de Santiago. So, I have gone right up into the mountains, which I can't bring Rooney with me to because he doesn't want to go in the car. I'd love to bring him with me, but I can't. So, I spared him the pain and uh, I'll come out here on my own. And, well, it is hot. It's, it's around about uh, 90 degrees, so pretty hot. But there's a bit of a breeze. And uh, no shade. <laughs> so we're going through onto a mountain trail here where there is not a soul in sight. Um, really is country. So, well, let's just get started and see how it goes. And uh, we'll take it from there. So, I'm just stopping to, because uh, I've got a backpack on and all kinds of weights in the backpack. But anyway, thanks for joining us on this one. And uh, off we go. Right. I don't know if you can hear anything, but there is the distant buzz of the cicadas. Not actually immediately next to us, but I'm sure we'll get into them. And I'm looking up into the side of a mountain that's, well, it's about 3,000 feet high. And uh, there are hills either side of me. I'm walking along a kind of a mountain path. And it's dry. Dry and arid. And yet, surprisingly to, to my left and up above, surprisingly green, because the uh, plant life here, it's resilient to dry weather. So, quite a lot of bramble and sharp bushes and things, but it's so quiet. It's so beautiful. It's like almost you're in a sort of three-dimensional or four-dimensional world where what you see in the distance almost doesn't look real because it's so tall, so high, right right in front of you. But we'll see how real that is in a minute. So I've bought gear 
all the gear, no idea, as they say. But my friend John Birch, who is going to be the guide and tour leader of this Camino walk, he's given me a few tips. Comfy shoes, he said, but good walking shoes. He advised against boots. And he, uh, he recommended getting them a size half or a size and a, and a half bigger than your normal size because he he warned me that your feet swell after many hours of walking and that causes pain and blisters so that's what I've done and he advised inners so that your feet stay as comfortable as possible and uh, you know good comfortable socks so I've been to the sports shop and I bought these things <laughs> and like a true rookie I bought the inners and I bought the socks but I didn't know whether to wear the inners inside the sock or on the outside of the sock and on the inside of the shoe <laughs> what a fool so I had to ask John and he said uh, <laughs> inside the sock alright so rookie lesson number one for hikers uh, and I got the poles never walked with poles before by well, the last two or three days I've been walking with them, getting the hang of it. And I must say, I understand now why they're necessary. Much better for balance, especially if you're going up, up fairly steep or down fairly steep slopes. The poles just distribute the weight and give you another, you know, another anchor point on the ground. So, getting to grips with that. Can you hear those cicadas? I'm getting closer to them now. I'm walking beside a valley where I can't see any water but what I can see is a much darker green in the line of vegetation that goes down the valley which suggests there is water in that valley. So yeah, so I got the poles and I got the backpack. He sent me a few podcasts and some websites to visit to get a, get a bit of a grip and a handle on advice. Things you should take, things you should do, all that kind of gear. So I've been listening to bits. And, uh, well, there's an overwhelming amount of information. You, you know, especially for this walk, it's an 800 kilometer walk. I'm not doing that. I'm going to do seven days, I think, with John from the outset, from, you know, the first day. I'll start off with him in a place called, um, what's it called? Jean-Pierre Pied-de-Port, which is actually in France which is giving me a bit of a headache because I'm thinking I'm going to have to cross a border which means I'm going to have to have a Covid test. <clears throat> that's, that's what we've all got to go through these days. Anyway, I'll get that done. Um, and then we walk somewhere between 15 and 30 kilometres every day, I guess depending on the terrain. Um, so I think if I, I've added up the routes correctly that he sent me. I think we'll probably do something like 
it's shy of 200 kilometers. That's, that's nothing to be sniffed at <laughs> for a guy like me who doesn't really. Well, I walk the dog for maybe three quarters of an hour to an hour every day. <laughs> that's not the same kind of league. And I'll miss old Rooney, my partner in crime, my buddy and co-presenter of the Tuffcasts. But, well, sometimes you've just got to go alone. And I'm going up quite a steep slope here. And I have to say, the sticks help. Better distribution of weight and balance. And to really show you what kind of a masochist I am, I've put one of Christina's uh, 10 pound ham weights <laughs> in my backpack <laughs> in anticipation of all the gear I'm going to have to take. I don't know how much I'm really going to need, probably not that much. I was thinking of taking maybe three pairs of shorts, you know, three t-shirts, you know, a few pairs of socks and inners, liners. Obviously my, you know, uh, toothbrush, toothpaste and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'll need some sort of medical kit. I'll need a book, my electronics, a couple of, you know, uh, back, battery recharger packs make sure I can stay you know in touch with the outside world if there's a signal and uh, probably a few energy bars so I don't know what it's all going away but what I have got because I bought quite a nice backpack it's a north face backpack I was surprised how cheap it was actually it was only 49 euros. I think it would have been a lot more in, uh, in the States. But uh, what it does have, what I've added to it, is what in America they call a camel back. It's a pouch with a tube that leads out of it, which you can put into your backpack. You fill it up, obviously, with water or some sort of electrolyte solution. And uh, you've got a tube that's sort of, you can route it down the side of the straps so that you can just kind of sip from it as you're walking. Great idea. <laughs> I tried it out. I've been on a few hikes just to try and, you know, get used to it. Break my shoes in, my new shoes. Get my feet hardened up. And uh, so I've tried it out. It's, it's good. I like it. It saves having to stop and take your pack off and get a bottle and all that. I'm looking, oh, the shade, thank God. I'm looking across. And, uh, such a gorgeous view. There's nobody here. This is real mountain, you know, desert really. Nothing much here except goats. Well, I can't see any. That's sort of mountain scrubland. 
but in the far distance, probably about 10 miles off, I can see the Mediterranean and it looks absolutely like a like a painting from here. Really nice. You probably hear the cicadas starting stopping. No idea why they do that. As I was driving here actually, I saw I could only see three out of the car windscreen. There were probably more, but the others were probably obscured by the by the, the roof of the car. Three uh, Griffin Griffon vultures circling, looking for carrion. <laughs> you wonder if you know, a solitary hiker like myself might be somebody that they could track. Watch him run out of water and pass out. <laughs> yeah, I think I was telling you about these before. You know, they're, they're, I like them because they're, they're you know, really <laughs> impressive gliders, I would say, with super skills. You know, they can smell rotting meat, you know, half a mile in the air. They're extremely finely tuned sense of smell. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they feed off carrion, that stuff. So there must be plenty of that around here. And obviously, you know, I'm not likely to see it, but they can from up where they are in the sky. Because they've got superpower eyesight, too. So something's just died, like a goat or a sheep or a cow. Oh, some sort of wildlife, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they have things like coyotes. They probably have their equivalent. <laughs> and hikers. <laughs> so, keep going. But, um, yeah. And they go in through the uh, soft flesh first. I was reading this, so they tend to, you know, because they want easy access, go in through the uh, the anus first, <laughs> which doesn't bear thinking about if you're lying there, you know, but, un un unable to carry on, <laughs> but perhaps not dead. And a uh, griffin vulture lands next to you, well brace yourself, because <laughs> you know where they're going in first. Sorry, that was crude. I <laughs> should not have said that. <laughs> oh, gosh, in the far distance I can see the concha. It looks a long way away. I'm climbing Monte Mayor here, which is a mountain sort of behind Benahavis. It's a pretty high mountain village. So... You get, a, you get a perspective of the other mountains from here at a great distance, which I like. Now, uh, an opportunity to go right or left. I think we'll go left. See where we get to. Oh, there's a spaghetti western country here. Oh, 
got the sort of constant hum of insects. Oh, nice, a little bit of mountain breeze, which is good. And these beautiful smelling herbs all along the route. Mm, I can smell lavender. Not a herb, is it? But flower. But I can smell herbs, I just can't tell you which ones they are. So, all our summer guests have gone. Well, perhaps not all. Carol Fox is still here. She's not our guest. She's renting a house in the same village. So nice to have Carol with us. Her, her partner, John, has just gone back today. So she's a little sad. He was here for three weeks. And uh, he just had to go back to the UK. It's been nice having him here. We've done all kinds of fun things. Right up until yesterday, lunch on the beach at Sonora. This is a pretty funky sort of beach restaurant. Quite good quality. The problem yesterday was service. Couldn't, couldn't get served. I think the staff were getting tired. They all had a bit of an attitude. <laughs> they didn't want to come and serve us. I think I, I, something must have gone wrong in the kitchen or something because it's unusual to have that problem. But Christina was getting irritated because she ordered a glass of rosé and they brought a glass of white. So Christina said, no, no I meant rosé. She said, okay, no problem, I'll bring a glass of rosé. And, and then didn't. <laughs> in the meantime, Mara and I had drunk her glass of white, so she had nothing to drink. <laughs> And she kept trying to get the waitress, the waitress's attention. And eventually she you know, thought, well, I better, I'll just go up to her. And said, I can't get her to come to me. So she went up to the waitress. So can I order a glass of rosé? And the waitress said, tranqui, tranqui, which in Spanish means, well, it's sort of tranquila. And she said, okay, okay, stay calm. Oh, this is nice. Beautiful purple-headed flowers. Um, thistles, thistle flowers. Gosh, there's almost a patch of them. There's about 30 of them. Stands out. Lovely. Amazing what little moisture there is they managed to use. And they're flourishing. Oh, more of them. Yeah, but anyway, it was, it was good. Despite the fact that it was hot. And the shade wasn't right, but still. I don't know if I'd recommend Sonora. It's, uh, it's okay, I'd say. Oh, just checking that my phone hasn't stopped. No, it hasn't stopped. It's feeling very hot in my pocket, though. Let me just, the general heat of the day. I'll have to figure out a better way of doing that when we're on the walk, John and I. Not too bad where it is, but probably other ways. Attention, danger, bees working. Oh, written in English at least, that's very nice of them. Okay, so I'm attracted to that sign. <laughs> walk towards the danger sign, John. That's always a good idea. Oh, it's written in Spanish too. Atención, peligro, abejas. 
have a handle, bees working. All right. And they've put a sort of a wire across it. They don't want you going down there. Zona, zona video vigilada, I doubt that. <laughs> that means it's video protected. Well, again, they're powerful up here. <laughs> don't think so. Anyway, as there's a wire across, we won't go in there. Now we're going downhill a little bit here. I do not know where we're going. Journey into the unknown. Past kind of like looping back on itself. But what's nice about this bit is a bit of shade. So I'll take that. Something weird here. That's kind of like a, a little bit of looks like construction materials. Uh, oh, must be somebody's farm. Uh, okay, can't go any further this way. Yeah, there must be a farm. No gate. All right. Well, we didn't go too far out of our way. So I'm looking forward to this walk. So we step off, as John calls it, on Saturday morning. Well, I don't know if it's Saturday morning, but Saturday. I don't know what time he intends to step off. But we, uh, as I say, we start off in this uh, town called saint jean pierre de port um, This is on the French side of the border. And I don't know how long before we cross the border into Spain. But, uh, we've got to get something called a pilgrim's passport, which uh, once you have it, you can pick it up in various different tourist offices, I think, or pilgrim's offices um, in the town. There's probably only one, isn't there? Anyway, you've got to buy, buy or and you somehow get one of these passports because if you have one of these you're allowed to stay in the hostels that are specially for pilgrims because apparently there's thousands of people that do this walk every year but even more now COVID people are just you know desperate to do something and uh, once you've got your passport and enables you to book in and get it stamped along the way. Useful for two reasons. One, because it allows you to stay in the hostels. And two, you know, you keep a record of your progress. And once you've completed the whole route, then you get a certificate. <laughs> what good is that certificate? I have no idea. Perhaps you pack, pack it into your coffin with you. <laughs> Take it with you once you reach the pearly gates and say, hey, I, uh, I did pilgrimage. <laughs> and some people will say, do you think that's enough? All the things that you've done. <laughs> Who knows? But actually, the Camino 
uh, ends up the remains of St. James, St. James the Apostle. So, was he? Well, wait a minute, is it that St. James? Well, I hope so. But I won't be getting that far. I think where I will get to after seven days is about Pamplona. Pamplona. I think. Pamplona in Spain, you know, where they do the bull run. So I think it's going to be a couple of hundred kilometres. Ah, decent. And uh, then I'll head back. Because Christina gets back after seven days. So I think she comes back on the 8th. So I'll head back on the 7th and be there for the 8th when she gets back. She's going to the UK to take my back to college, see her mum, see a few friends. So she's making like a two-week trip of it. I'm only going for one week because I don't, actually John's not starting until he's 31st, so I've got a time it that I, I start same time as him, which I'm looking forward to. Great guy, John Birch. And I don't know when we first discussed this. <laughs> oh, lovely view again. Now that's nice. That's a view of a beautiful golf course. It's in the sort of middle distance. So so groomed in the middle of a whole load of scrub. Oh look, and there's a mountain waterfall. I mean, you wonder where the heck's the water coming from? But there's a mountain waterfall just suddenly streaming out of the rock. So there must be an underground river just cascading water over the side of the rock. And you go, so you've got these two fairways that I'm looking at surrounded by menacing darkish scrub. Ah, bird of prey. It's probably a buzzard. Yeah, I think it is. Either a common buzzard Oh, I think a honey buzzard and a common buzzard are the same, one and the same bird. Right. Circling above me. Yeah, too far for me to be able to see properly, but... Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's using the wind and the thermals to, to fly. Beautiful. Yeah, and I've just gone past a derelict uh, farm, well, farmhouse, I think. Um, no glass in the windows and somebody's bricked up the front doors. They obviously don't want trespassers or people just going inside. Look through the window for a second. Oh, spooky. There's a ruined floor, smashed up. There's an ancient sofa set that's all smashed up. A nice old fireplace smashed up. Somebody's been in here with a sledgehammer, it looks like. Wreck the place. Vandals. Yeah, at some point this must have been somebody's home. Middle of nowhere. It's got to have been farm. Yeah, because it's got outbuildings. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's got an upper level too, balconies. It's, it's another era. I shouldn't think this has been used for. 
had a guess, I'd say 50 years, could double it and say 100. Yeah, roof's still on it. There's obviously a building to the side here that's completely disintegrated. I can't even see anything left of it. <laughs> Nothing there. We came here with uh, Maya and Josh and Christina um, ah, three or four weeks ago. What more, probably? <laughs> Maya got spooked. She tends to self-inflict fear upon herself by watching horror movies. <laughs> Through, you know, semi-closed fingers of her hands. And then she can't get over it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this is where the, uh, somebody's pushed a old vehicle over the edge of the cliff here. You can see, <laughs> and a rock on top of it. Yeah, what a story behind that. Anyway, this is as far as we got when we went with uh, Josh and Christina Meyer. <laughs> so, breaking new ground now. <sighs> yeah, we turn back about here. <sighs> yeah, Meyer goes soon. Josh has already gone. You know. We miss him. He fitted right in here. And uh, such a nice guest to have. And good cook too. He cooked us a couple of really, really tasty meals. With Mizey, they both cooked it together. Nice. You see, I love that. Different kids have got different interests. Quite frankly, yeah, I mean, everybody likes a bit of a dance and a play, time to time, a couple of drinks, get merry, but it's not really the, the sort of main thing. They like to spend time with each other, they like to cook, they like to do programming together, because they're both doing you know, various forms of computer programming at college. And uh, these are constructive pastimes. I have to say, going out drinking is fairly destructive. I should know. <laughs> Done it enough. <laughs> but it's balance, isn't it? you got to do a little bit of everything. Not too much of anything. To really, you know, now. Hmm. That's a pretty tough looking path to the right. Shall I try it? Or shall I just go on this easier path? No, let's try the tough one. May regret this. <sighs> okay, it's much steeper. Ah, I wonder. I wonder. <sighs> a lot of loose stones and uh, loose, loose dirt. So dry. Let's see. If it gets too much bracken and scratchy stuff. I'm going to have to turn back because i got shorts on. Whenever I've tried this before you get ready. Cut to ribbons. There's a lot of goat's poop on this path. So, well I think it's goat's poop. I hope it's not bear poop. <laughs> no, it couldn't be. Oh, this looks like another Derelict farmhouse, is it? 
This is the stuff that horror movies made of. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Huh? I'll keep going. I can't be put off by a broken wall or two. Got my poles to protect me. Ooh, steep. walkable. Let's get up here a little bit further. Ah, oh, going. Oh, the most beautiful tree. Giving shade. Very welcome. Hmm. Okay. Now, right. This, I don't think many people walk here. There's some sort of a sign here. See what it says. It says, Torre de la Romera. Ah, look. You are now in a key historical location. The Award Farmhouse, which was used to be an agricultural centre, source of water that probably served to supply the castle of Montemayor. Like all farmhouses, it was connected to a fortified tower for defence purposes. The great vizier of Malaga ordered its construction as a place of rest and refuge. Silk and linen were also produced here. During the 15th century, a group of Portuguese corsairs attacked and plundered this farmhouse after crossing the Straits of Ceuta. During the attack, over 50 Nazareths died and all in the reserves were plundered. Wow! How about that? Well, that was me thinking it's a broken down farmhouse. Wrong! Wrong! It's a source of water supply. I can see, yes, there's a well there. Let's go down to it. Gosh, amazing to think there's a plundering battle right here on this site. Amazing. I'm going to have to jump a little bit. Luckily I have my poles. There we go. We're down. Unbelievable. There's water in this well. There's water running through it. Goodness me, it looks good enough to drink. This reminds me, I think I will have a drink. I won't drink that though. God, you see, it's incredible. I can see where the uh, the, uh, the well was. There's ironwork sticking out of the wall here. I don't know what that did. There are little tiny baby geckos and lizards and things. And then down here, let me see if I can get a good view. Well, now there's a tree growing in it, but here's the big well. Ah. Oh, yeah. How did the Nazareths know this was here? I guess traders. I'm going through a broken down doorway. 21295 Jaime. <laughs> There's always a graffiti of some sort making their mark. Ooh, can you hear the chicadas now? They are kicking it. I'm glad I came this way. Now let me just check, we're still recording. It would be a waste if we don't have this one. Nice. Still going strong. Okay, good. See, I'm testing the equipment. Because I want to do some podcasts on this Camino. 
Oh, all right, press on. Press on. Beautiful sort of semi-covered pathway. I feel like I'm walking a path that must have been trodden for many, many hundreds of years. Imagine that, the 1540s. God, if, I mean, if they came over from Ceuta and they got all the way up here, we're a long way from the coast. We're, we're seven, eight miles away from the coast here. And high. You'd probably, you, could, you would have forgiven the people making silk and linens up here and farming for thinking they're pretty safe. But obviously not. This is my third hike today. My first one was taking Rooney out. Took him out as it was not even light actually, it was just gone seven in the morning. And I did another hike with Christina and Maya on a sort of a different walk in Benavides. Lovely walk actually. And this one is just more training. Break myself in, get used to the equipment. Ah, okay. Now I've rejoined the bigger path that I was on before. Now in the distance, not, not too far away actually, I can see villas, modern villas. So those are probably connected to whatever golf course I was looking at before. Oh, great stuff. Flies annoying me. Oh yeah, I was gonna have a drink, wasn't I? Mm. Need to get in the shade for that. I'm in the full sun here. I can't see any shade for miles. This path is now heading down towards a built-up sort of three rather nice mansions. But I don't think the path goes there. I think we sort of double back on ourselves and go back into the side of the mountain, which I'm hoping would take us back in the direction I want to go. I don't know. Let's explore. Haven't seen a soul. Oh, that's the castle. I see the castle of Montemayor right above me. Gosh, I've come high. Yeah, I can see the... Is it a castle? Well, it's certainly a sort of fortified wall of some sort. I can't, I'm not high enough to see what's, what's above it. Yeah, if I just... No. No, it's too dense, the scrub there. I'll just get cut to pieces. It looks like somebody's built a villa on the foundations of the old castle. That's something I wouldn't have allowed if I'd been in charge of planning permission. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Ah. Right. Well... There's a sort of brow here, so I can't see what's, what's beyond it. I'm going to just follow it, see where we end up. Oh, lovely fir trees. Now that's where I'm going to take my glass of water. I mean drink of water. In the shade of that pine tree. It's amazing how the temperature is so much more tolerable when you're in the shade. 
probably drops a good 10, 15 degrees. <sighs> yeah, good. All right, time to, time to try this camelback water thing. First, now, you've got to sort of pump it a little bit to get the water to come out. Let me try. Ah, the first few sips you get warm as the pipes outside, but I put ice in the pouch and the pouch is in the rucksack. <clears throat> it's really nice and chilled and refreshing. Well, that works. That'll be a plus for the Camino. The ability to just take a drink without having to take my backpack off. Yeah. Ah. Now this is quite steep downhill now. Oh, we've got glad I've got the poles because this could be slippy. I can see the marks of there's a sort of hoof marks of I'm guessing goats, but I can also see a padded padded paw mark. I hope that's not some sort of mountain lion. I hope it's just a dog or something. That's a steep. These poles are a bit like ski poles. You know, they just give you that extra bit of balance and you know, weight distribution. Which, you know, when I'm skiing, I often think, what's the point? But walking, I suddenly realised, yeah, you do need them. It's taken a walk to make me realise why I need the ski poles. Oh yeah. Okay, well I'm going to head that way. I could <coughs> accidentally extend the length of this walk by a good hour or so. And don't worry, I won't podcast the whole of it. If this does not take me to where I'm hoping to get to. But if it does, that would be good. God almighty, this is rough going here. Oh, it's scree. It's a good whew, angle. This the gradient is so steep, uh, but it doesn't go on like this for long. Once I got to the bottom, this thing goes much better. Just don't fall, John. <laughs> Nobody around here to pick you up. Okay. All right, we made it made it good now 
getting down to a sort of much wider, flatter piece of road. Almost there. Not quite. Ah, right. Made it. Okay. Ooh, electric fence. <laughs> now, the natural instinct is is it switched on? Is there any one way to find that out? And I'm not going to. I'm not that interested. <laughs> okay. Now, again, crossroads. Go left, go straight on. I'll go straight on. Sandero. I remember when I first came here, <clears throat> back in April, I was reading a sign alongside a footpath and it said Sendero something and I didn't know what the word Sendero meant. <laughs> now of course I'm taking Senderos every day <coughs> on these footpaths. Lovely. Ah, that's nice with the, the breeze. Yeah, that makes it so much more so much more tolerable. I don't know whether I'm supposed to be here. Anyway, doesn't want to stop me. So, I think what we'll do is we'll sign off for a while and I'll sign back on again as I get back to the car. Let you know what's happened. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll not turn this into an epic mammoth podcast we'll just we'll sign off here and uh, move into the close well the next thing you'll hear is me rejoining to take us into the close so thank you for listening this far and uh well we'll talk before as i get back to the car hopefully if not you'll know that's the end of me (laughs) speak soon Well, here we are again, and I'm happy to report that the instincts were pretty good, and uh, the path <clears throat> that I took did end up leading me back onto the path that we started off with. So, after half an hour <clears throat> or so, um, we're heading back to the car. And uh, it's been fun. I, I wish I would, had been still recording. There was, a, there was a moment when I wasn't recording when uh, the sun was behind me, as it is now. As I was walking, you know, looking at my own shadow ahead of me, and uh, I kept seeing a, another shadow, I kept crossing my shadow. So obviously something was in between me and the sun. So I stopped and turned around and looked up almost directly into the sun. And there was that honey buzzard <laughs> tracking me for a good, I don't know, minute or two. And he was not particularly high above me. Maybe, I don't know, 50 foot above me. <laughs> Which gave me a moment of alarm. I started to think about 
red-tailed hawks in Connecticut that are known to attack people <clears throat> if you get too close to their nests. <laughs> I was wondering if that might be the case with our friend, the honey buzzard. So I kept on going, marching smartly on, and he left me alone. <sighs> I think he was just checking me out. But, uh, you know, I find it exciting that uh, you're, you're in amongst nature, really in it. And the, uh, you know, the, the, the odour, the, the, the smells that you get up here, it's intoxicating. You, you're getting a real mixture of, you know, all these bushes and herbs and flowers. You can really smell them. You wouldn't think you'd be able to, but you can, after a while. And this bit of the path, for some reason, Cicadas aren't here, so it's a little quieter. <clears throat> and what I also noticed was, when I'm not talking, I walk faster because you realise that you get into a rhythm and you're breathing, you know, it gets into a rhythm with your sticks and your footsteps, and you end up going just a click or two faster, which is... I guess important. <clears throat> but we're almost back at the car now. So it's been a good, a good walk. Five o'clock, so a good couple of hours. So that's four, that's about five hours hiking I've done today in total. Plus a good hour and a half working out. This is a 40 minute spin on the spin bike and another, oh, I don't know. 40 minutes of weight. Trying to get myself in some sort of fitness for this walk. I don't want to let down good old Johnny Birch and be a, an anchor on his walk. So I'll do, try and do the same again tomorrow. Here's the car. Aha. My sole car guard, what a big view from up here. Really fantastic. But, thank you for listening to this Stutzcast. Oh, I'm a little out of breath, but I feel good. I feel very good. <sighs> Mad dogs and Englishmen, they say. They go out in the midday sun. Well, <sighs> proving that one right. <sighs> okay, well, I'm just trying to go away, flies. I'm getting buzzed by nine or flies. Yeah, so I'm pausing here because I'm trying to get back to my app. Here we go. Yep. Oh, some wind coming. Just cool me down at the end. Yeah, so as I say again, thank you for joining me on this walk and we'll talk again soon.